Welcome to Noble Bereans. I'm your host, Steve Sanders. Today we're continuing our study in the book of Ruth, which, as I mentioned last week, is really a fascinating book in the Bible. In last week's episode, we spent a bit of time setting the stage for the rest of our study, so if you didn't hear that episode, you're probably going to want to go back and listen to that first before you begin with today's session. Now today we're going to begin reading again in Ruth chapter 1, but this time beginning in verse 7. All the verses I'm reading today are from the net version. Now, as she and her two daughters-in-law began to leave the place where she had been living to return to the land of Judah, Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Listen to me. Each of you should return to your mother's home. May the Lord show you the same kind of devotion that you have shown to your deceased husbands and to me. May the Lord enable each of you to find security in the home of a new husband. Then she kissed them goodbye and they wept loudly. But they said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi replied, Go back home, my daughters. There is no reason for you to return to Judah with me. I am no longer capable of giving birth to sons who might become your husbands. Go back home, my daughters, for I am too old to get married again. Even if I thought that there was hope that I could get married tonight and conceive sons, surely you would not want to wait until they were old enough to marry. Surely you would not want to remain unmarried all that time. No, my daughters, you must not return with me, for my intense suffering is too much for you to bear, for the Lord is afflicting me. Now, you'll recall from last week that Naomi is really in a rough spot in her life, having lost her husband, and then within 10 years, she lost her only two sons. On top of this, she's a stranger in the land. She's really had been native to Bethlehem, it seems, but had moved with her husband, Elimelech, to Moab. After the death of her husband and her sons, Naomi decides to go back home, and that's where we're beginning the story today. Now, even though Orpah and Ruth, her daughters-in-law, seem determined to follow Naomi back to Bethlehem, Naomi isn't having it. And if we consider Naomi's own situation, it isn't hard to see why she might try to push her daughters-in-law back to their own family's homes. She knows how hard it is to be a stranger in a strange land. And now, facing this hard road ahead, she wants to be around her people. We also have to understand the culture at the time this was written. These women, Orpah and Ruth, had likely been given by their fathers to Naomi's sons in marriage, and they were dedicated to this family. Uh, Furthermore, in this day and age, there was something that has come to be called the Leverite marriage, Leverite being from the Latin term lever, which means brother-in-law. This was a command from God given by Moses in Deuteronomy 25 that a childless widow was to remarry her husband's brother in order to provide for her late husband a son by proxy. Now we're going to step back and read Deuteronomy 25 beginning in verse 5. If brothers live together and one of them dies without having a son, the dead man's wife must not remarry someone outside the family. Instead, her late husband's brother must go to her, marry her, and perform the duty of a brother-in-law. Then the first son she bears will continue the name of her dead brother, thus preventing his name from being blotted out of Israel. But if the man does not want to marry his brother's widow, then she must go to the elders at the town gate and say, My husband's brother refuses to preserve his brother's name in Israel. He is unwilling to perform the duty of a brother-in-law to me. Then the elders of the city must summon him and speak to him. 
If he persists, saying, I don't want to marry her, then his sister-in-law must approach him in view of the elders, remove his sandal from his foot, and spit in his face. She will then respond, Thus may it be done to any man who does not maintain his brother's family line. His family name will be referred to in Israel as the family of the one whose sandal was removed. As you can see, the Leverite marriage was likely taken very seriously in this culture and in this time. This was probably for a number of reasons, three of which would include inheritance, care for the widow, and then clan continuity. In this case, Orpah and Ruth may have both been expecting that a man from their deceased husband's families would marry each of them in order to provide for them as well as to redeem their husband's inheritance, which would continue to provide for them. Now, we'll likely begin with this same passage again next week with the same exact sets of verses, as there's a lot more to explore here. I encourage you to read these verses that I've given today, as well as the rest of the chapter around this, as you begin to prepare for the coming studies. If you like what you're hearing, I'd love to ask that you consider rating the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. You can also listen to our podcast on our website if you prefer. If you haven't joined our Facebook page, you can find a link to that in our show notes. Finally, join us again in our next episode. Until next time, love like him, live for him, and reflect his light into this world. Thank you.